Blog Talk Radio.
Uh, well, welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host tonight. Uh, Sean Holmberg will be out of the studio tonight, uh, maybe joined by Brother Paul uh, sometime tonight. Hopefully he will. And, uh, of course, you can always call in if you need to or want to. Call in number is 619-638-8458. Check out our website at www.prayerinternational.org. We also have some daily devotionals uh, there on the front page, or you can go to Blogger, uh, also uh, under Prayer International, under Blogger, and there will be some there as well. Oh, glory to God. Just want to open up in a word of prayer tonight, and then we will just see what the Lord has for us. So praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord, because you alone are worthy. And Father, we just ask, Lord God, that you would move by your spirit tonight, Lord. Open up the eyes of every man, woman, child, teenager. And open up the ears of those that are listening, those that are seeking truth. Father, we pray, take the blinders off their eyes, Lord. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would cultivate in your people a heart to hear your voice, a hearing heart, a spirit that is conducive, a spirit that is open to your voice, a sensitivity to your Holy Spirit, Father. We just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, Lord. We just ask your blessings tonight, Father. Speak through us tonight. Teach through us. Pray through us, and Lord, touch your people in a genuine way by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we just ask, Lord God, for those that are sick in their bodies tonight. Father God, we thank you that you are a healer. Lord, we just declare, Father, you said if we declared your word, you would follow with signs following your word as it's preached. You'd confirm it with signs following, and we thank you, Father. Lord, you are the one that heals, Father. We we take your word in Exodus 15:26 that the Lord is the one that heals me. And we thank you, Father God, that you alone are healing. You alone are wholeness, and you alone are strength. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you forgive all our iniquities and heal our, all our diseases, like Psalm 103:3 says, Lord. And we thank you, Father. We declare all things are possible to those who believe, Lord. And Father, we thank you, Father God. Luke 7 says, with God, nothing is impossible, Lord. And we give you praise. Father, we declare you are the God of the impossible tonight, Lord. And so, Father, for those that are reaching, for those that are trusting, for those that are believing, Father, we say, Lord, do it. Do a miracle in their lives. Your healing power, Father. It says by your stripes, by your wounds, we are healed, Father. First Peter 2, 24. Father, we have a confirmation in your word, Father, that by your stripes, by the blood of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Father, that you take our infirmities. You bear and bore our sickness on the cross, Father, and even today, you're bearing every sickness, Father. So touch broken bodies, touch tormented minds, touch those that need a just a an impression, need a need an encounter with your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, when we lay hands on the sick or even speak that prayer of faith, Lord, like James five fifteen says, Father, you said you would save the sick and you would raise them up, Father. So we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Well, glory to God. Looks like we've got Brother Paul. Hey, brother, what's going on? Come on, Hey, things are wonderful. 
God is in the house tonight, bro, and uh, he is answering prayers. And we are having a breakthrough weekend, uh, at least as of today. Uh, the Lord has just kind of flipped the script in some areas, man, turned some things around, and God's at work. That's all I can say. Uh, we had a breakthrough Sunday morning service like you would not believe. Uh Lord was touching people today, and uh, just it was wonderful. And throughout the day, we just had a lot of just uh, good fellowships and some prayer and just some things that, that took place tonight. So we just want to give all the glory to God for for just giving that day, you know. We read that, we say that quote, this is what the Lord has made, and I'll rejoice and be glad in it. A lot of times we take that for granted or it becomes a cliche thing. But, you know, we don't, we don't need to take God's days for granted. We need to realize he, he gives us days. He gives us days for, for his purpose. And he gives us his days to, you know, work his will and his plan into our lives and, and to get all the glory and the honor. And so... You know, we just want to rejoice in the Lord tonight. Uh, for those of you calling in, listening, uh, seeking prayer, feel free to check out the chat room if you want to put your prayer request in there while we're doing this live. That's usually a good way to get your prayers answered immediately. Uh, you know, get prayer immediately. And, of course, we have a prayer request box and an email at prayerinternational at gmail.com. If you want to send your prayer requests in that way, we'll take those questions, comments, concerns, testimonies, words of the Lord, whatever you got for us, bring it, and we'll <clears> check <throat> it out. If it, if, it, if it sounds like Jesus, we may even post it up on the website. So uh, for a minute, I'm going to turn it over to Brother yes, Paul here and see, uh, see what's no, going on. So, All right, well, praise God. Sounds like he's got a few things going on. Uh, you know, I just want to say this. We, You know, Paul put some scripture up in the chat room a minute ago. And uh, it's funny because I was actually meditating on that one scripture today, which is in First Peter 2.10. It says, but you are a chosen generation, <laughs> a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar that should show forth the praise of of him who has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. And you know, if you're a believer, if you're in Christ today, if you're a son or daughter of the Most High God, God says you're chosen. He says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. But you need to realize if, if you've been pre-selected, hand-picked by the Father, and he's reaching out to you, and you've responded to him choosing you in faith, if you responded to him knocking at your heart's door, and blessed are you. But God says you're chosen. He selected you specifically for his purposes. He says you're a royal priesthood, which means you're a king's kid. That means you need to act like a king, walk like a king, talk like a king, and expect. Or if you're a daughter, a princess, and a queen, expect the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. But, you know, you're a royal priesthood, and, and being royalty, you know, there's there's a certain way that we need to carry ourselves in this earth and realize, just like royalty, there, there's special favors, there's special blessings, there's certain benefits that comes to being born in a royal family. And in Christ, in his kingdom, 
in his royal kingdom, you've got benefits as a child of God. Psalm 103 actually goes through some of those. It says that he heals all your sickness and all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness. And the list goes on. But listen, you have benefits in the kingdom. Benefits in the kingdom. So cash in on those benefits. Seek out the word of the Lord. Study to show yourself approved. And see what is your inheritance as a child of the Most High God. So praise God. You know, we're just glad to, to be able to declare the word of the Lord. So if you're a royal priest, there's two parts to that royalty and the priestly function. That means you're called to pray. You're called to be an intercessor. You're called to go before the Father and bring not only your heart before him and pour your heart out before him and let him pour his heart out to you, but you're supposed to carry your, your loved ones, your friends and your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, your whoever they are, your your church family. Bring them before the Father. Present them before the Father. Begin to trust him as a priest, as the priest of your home. So praise God. Praise God. You're a holy nation. God says be set apart. Separate yourself. Come out from among them. Be separate. Don't go the grain of the world. Don't go the way of the world. The Bible says in the Proverbs, there's a way that seems right to a man. The end of it's death. But see, God has God has a way for you. He wants to lead you in the way. He's got a straight path to lead you in, just like Psalm 23 said. Plain paths for your feet to walk in. He orders your steps if you're a child of the Most High God. So glory to God. We're just blessed. All right, David. Chris? Yes. I'm going to bring a gentleman on the line. His name is David Rust. Just give us a word of prayer. He's a man of God. He just called me up. Hello. Hello, man of God. Yeah. How you doing? I'm here. I'm doing all right. Yep. What am I? You have um, Christopher Herzog. He's the host. On the radio tonight, live, Christopher. Okay. Yes, how you doing, David? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm blessed. Thank you. Paul said he wanted to patch you in tonight and just uh, give you a chance to, I don't know if he wants you to pray over us or wants us to pray over you, but either way you want to do it, uh, we're blessed to have you come pray with us, brother, or we'd be happy to pray for you. if you well, would why like to don't just you just pray for me tonight? Okay, we can. Sure. Well, that. Father, we just yeah. give you praise, Lord. We, we thank you for David, Lord. We thank you for this man of God, Lord. And we just ask, Lord God, your will be done and your kingdom come in his life. And, Father God, everywhere that his feet tread, Lord God, that you would order his steps, Father God, and that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing for his sake, Lord God, that, Father, you would surround him, Father, with your glory. You would surround him, Father, with your presence. Lead him and guide him in the way that he should go, that, Father, he would hear your spirit leading him. This is the way. 
walk ye in it, Father. So open his eyes, Father, to give him a heavenly perspective. Open his eyes, Father God, to help him to see things the way that you see them, the way that your word lays it out, Lord, the way that your spirit ex- uh, expresses it to him, Father. And we thank you, Father God. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you, Father God, that that you're using this man of God, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, and I just declare right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you are raising him up, Father God, to do great and mighty things for your kingdom. That, Father God, even when the enemy comes in like a flood, Father God, that you said you would raise up a standard against the enemy, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that no passion against this man of God will prosper. Father, you said greater is the Holy Spirit within him than he that is in the world. And we thank you, Father God, that you're raising up a standard in his life, Father God, and that you're coming against all the attacks and the schemes of the enemy, Father. And that, Lord, you are even drawing a bloodline around him, Father God, and Lord, we thank you that your hedge of protection is around him, Father. We thank you that you're leading him by your Holy Spirit. And, Father, I pray, Lord God, that as he walks, Lord, even through the midst of adversity, Father, you said that though he walks through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, it's just a shadow. Lord, all the enemy's tactics, all the enemy's schemes that he wants to raise up against this man of God are just a shadow, just just like a barking dog, but no, no bite. Just declare right now in the Jesus, Father, that, Lord God, you are bringing faith to faith and from glory to glory. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the maturity and the depth of the word that you put in of God, and we thank you, Father God, that you're going to give him ample opportunity to, Father, use that, that word that you've engrafted into him, that you've implanted into his soul, Father God. And we thank you, Father, even when, Lord God, the enemy comes in, Lord God, that, Father, you are just declaring of tonight. You're declaring, Father God, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. Lord, we just ask, Lord God, that you would just bless him tonight, Father, bless his family. Father, bless him tonight, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, that you would just give attention for this new year. Father God, Lord, I pray that, Lord God, you would give him discernment, Father, in all his business affairs. That, Father, you would give him mean discernment, Father God, with those that he would rub shoulders with in the business realm. And, Father, even as he rubs shoulders in the business arena, Father, that, Lord God, all the tricks that they have up their sleeves would be laid out on the table and that not one thing would hurt. Not one thing would be covered up, but you would uncover and reveal all things, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that you'd put a hedge of protection around David, Father God, concerning all his uh, business. And, Lord, that you would just give him, Father, just a, a keen eye and a keen ear, Father God, to recognize, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. And I ask, Lord Jesus that you would just minister to him, Lord God, peace. I pray favor right now, favor right now over all his business dealings, Lord God. That, Father, you said he is the head and not the tail, that he is above and not beneath, that, Father God, you are bringing increase into his life, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that as he seeks first your kingdom and he seeks your righteousness, Lord, all these things will be added. 
So you're bringing addition. You're bringing increase into his life, Father God. And I thank you, Father. And I declare, Lord, even in times past, Father, what the enemy has stolen from this man of God, we just declare he will have to give it up sevenfold. And, Lord, we just call it to you, God, that everything, Lord, that's been lost, everything that's been stolen, everything that's been uh, that's fallen through the cracks, Lord God, redeem it. Redeem it. Redeem it, Father God, and show yourself strong on David's behalf, Lord, concerning every situation in his life. And we thank you, Father God, for your goodness. And we just give you praise. We give you the man of God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's just what I needed. I did. Yeah, that was a good prayer. It was. Yeah, it was. How you doing, man of God? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good, yeah. Yeah, and how's Olivia doing? Well, the good Lord sent her today, an eagle. Hey guys, I'm gonna step out. I'm gonna step off the call for a second on somebody else. I'll be right back. So y'all go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, the Lord said, if you read First Kings 19, it says, "Then the angel of the Lord came back a second time to Elijah, and he touched him and said, Arise and eat.' Now this is after the first time that he woke him up and fed him, and then Elijah fell asleep." And he woke him up a second time, and he said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went with the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights, as far as Oreb, the mountain of God. And the day the Holy Ghost sent your daughter, an angel, and he woke her up, he fed her. She went back to sleep, and he woke her up again, and he fed her fresh spinach, homemade macaroni and cheese, and fried shrimp. And she went back to sleep, and <laughs> she said she, got, she now has supernatural strength. Okay. Amen. Yeah, yeah you bet. Amen. Yeah, that sounds good. Hallelujah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Hey, God bless you. We'll, 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 we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, well, praise the Lord. Well, you know, all I can say is thank you, Kingdom, for warning me in the chat room about that call. So I, I handled it the way I needed to. Uh, Kingdom let us know we had a troll on the line. If you guys ever get a uh, Lewis Dixon on the line and you're a Christian and you want to keep your show together, Call the devil out. This guy's a liar. He's no good. He needs Jesus. And, dude, if you're listening, uh, you need to repent. You need to give your heart to Jesus because hell is very real. And, you know, personally, if I was God, I'd send you straight there. So be glad that I'm not. <laughs> Glory to God. That's we cover him in the hell. blood. We cover him yep. in the blood, in Jesus' name. We cover you in the blood, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah, so go for it for a minute, Paul. i got to regroup on that. Glad we put him in the screening room. You know, the Lord gives us wisdom. Uh, 
the Lord gives us wisdom is all I can say. And thank God for that kingdom that she popped in there. And she told me there's a troll in the chat. <laughs> she told me there's a troll in the chat room. And so I thought, hmm, put him in a, you know, and she said his name in there before. So Lewis Dixon guy, we're just going to keep him in the screening room. And that way we can minister to him. He probably really needs the Lord, you know, unless he's just completely rejected and become a reprobate. And you know, you know, I don't, I don't know where he's at in the the scheme of things. But you know, uh, God love you. And if you're listening, we're going to keep you in prayer uh, double time, and keep praying for you because God's got a way of dealing with you. And let me tell you something: when you are an offense to the kingdom of God, uh, He'll shake the world up, buddy. And don't think that he won't. Doesn't mean he don't. But let me tell you something. Uh, when you're an enemy to the people of God, and you're an enemy of the gospel, you make yourself an enemy of God, and uh, it's a fearful thing to put yourself in the hands of a living God if if you don't know where you're headed, and if you don't know that He's your Father, and you haven't pledged your allegiance to Jesus, then I can say, "Woe be to you." You know, I'm I'm not a grace preacher. And that's one thing you'll learn about me. I'm, I'm very gracious, and I, I love people, and I know God loves people. But uh, I'm a cut and dry, give it to you, black and white, tell you like it is kind of person. And if that offends you, it makes me happy because that means I'm right. So God bless you tonight, brother. We're going to keep you in prayer. <laughs> and uh, kingdom, God bless you. All the way in Singapore, we're going to keep you in prayer. Thank you for being discerning. Thank you for uh, helping us. And, uh, you know, just get cement up on the walls. That's I'm going to talk about that real quick. You know, the Bible says he's raising up watchmen on the walls, and we always think of that as just prayer warriors or intercessors. But, you know, the watchman's job, if you take it back to uh, – if you want to take it back to the, the days when they were posted up on and the kings were sending out their armies, they would have the watchmen up in the watchtowers, which usually would be the points, maybe the four or six points of a castle wall, where they would sit up in those watchtowers, and they would look miles up ahead of the road, and they would wait. And as soon as they saw the enemy come or a messenger come or somebody that they knew, you know, they saw some activity happening up the road, they would begin to sound the alarm and let people know, hey, we've got an enemy in the camp, or we've got somebody coming up the road. Everybody post up and get ready. And the Bible says not to be ignorant of the devil's devices, not to be ignorant of the devil's schemes, but that we're to watch and pray. Jesus said watch and pray. He didn't just say pray. And the reason he didn't just say pray is because a lot of times in prayer, it's, it's all about talking. It's all about speaking. But see, we're to be watching and looking, looking to make sure that we're taking care of the people of God, making sure we're recognizing when the enemy is in our camp. <clears throat> I thank you, watchmen. I want to thank you for watching and looking and being discerning and continue to be so. Let us know. If you know, you know, especially those of you that are on Blog Talk that are uh, scrolling around in the chat rooms and, and you're on other shows and you, you're familiar with some of these people and some of their antics, uh, you know, just let us know, and of course we'll do the same. If we, you know, we we try to just keep an eye out and keep a lot of riffraff out. And the thing is, is uh, 
we don't want mixture. You know, the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. And the reason why there's not a lot of power of God in the church, per se, why there's not a lot of power of God in organized churches and on Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, you don't see a lot of God's power revealed, is because most people don't know who's among them. Okay? 2 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, Know who labor among you. You know, we're supposed to know who labor among us. We're supposed to know who we're working with, who's on our side, and who's against us. And, you know, a lot of people don't talk about this because everybody wants to talk about how Jesus loves everybody. Well, you know, God himself said, Jacob I love, but Esau I hated. And that's the word of God. And it just says, you know, there's a time to love and a time to hate. So, you know... uh, God is not about foolish antics, and God has no tolerance for fools. And so I want to encourage you, if you're a Christian, you know, err on the peace, okay? Be loving and and be pliable, be forgiving, but you know what? Tolerate fools. Don't tolerate foolishness. The Bible says bad company corrupts good morals, which means if you rub shoulders with the fool long enough, all their all their tricks are gonna all their cards and their tricks are gonna fall out of their sleeves. Okay? And eventually you'll find yourself uh that impartation coming into your life. And if you don't want to be a fool, then don't hang out with fools. And if you're speaking and preaching to fools, if they're not receiving the word of the Lord, shake the dust off and go on. So there's a word for some well. of you that are Putting up with things. Go ahead, Brother Paul. Hey, turn your external speakers down because I'm getting feedback. Okay. Uh, if you can. But you, probably a lot better. Um, yeah. Well, I had to go to the Internet. Um, when y'all said there was a troll on the line, well, I'm a fisherman. <laughs> um so I didn't know what they meant, and I went to the Internet to see. And the first thing it says is, do not feed the trolls in DNFTT. Redirect here. It says, an Internet slang, a troll is someone who posts inflammatory, extraneous, and off-topic messages in an online community, such as an online discussion forum, chat room, or blog, with the primary intent of provoking readers into an emotional response or of otherwise disrupting normal on-topic discussions. The noun may refer to a provocative message itself, as in, that was an excellent troll you posted. So, you know, whether we realize it or not, when he came on, the Jesus that loves him, and though he may be a troll, as men of God and men and women, I pray that everybody that hears us understands that we do separate their actions from their soul. And, yes, we do. Um, um, he said, I need help. And when I was using drugs and alcohol and doing things out of the will of God, I needed help. 
And I would have to say, I don't know if I would have acted any different than him. Um, because when you're blind, you just don't know any better. Um, the first church service I went to, um, which washed me in the blood literally, and God, it was like a big four-wheel drive, like a big old four-wheel drive truck that was out mud bogging in the soggy bottoms. It went through a nice five-star car wash. When it went in, it was covered in mud and dirt and sin. But on the other side of the car wash, it comes out clean. And that's what happened to me with drugs. Um, unfortunately, my mother didn't know it. But my mother had allowed me to move out after I, after the eighth grade year, going into my ninth grade year, and that summer there, my mother allowed me to move out with my brother-in-law, and he shot me up with $25 worth of speed in 1979. And, of course, you know, my body liked it. and So it just started a very uh, devastating cycle in my life from drinking and marijuana and you know, uh, all kinds of drugs. And even when we went to church December 7th or December 24th of 2007, we didn't know any better. We went and bought a big bag of dope and had some whiskey, and, you know, we celebrated all. You know, we were partying all the way to church, celebrating that we were going to go to church. Going to go to church, for crying out loud. And we didn't know any better, you know. I mean, we were heathens. And God let me know that day, that night, he hammered me. I mean, he pounded my head in the ground um, and completely pressed the desire to do drugs again in my life. I, I, I can honestly tell you, I have not, I have not touched a drug um, of any form, um, you know, other than maybe some antibiotics, but... Um, you know, he he was honest, even though he may have been lying that he needed help, but he does need help. And it's our job as men and women of God, even though it may sound crazy, to pray for him, to water that seed. He's what you call most likely a hard seed. And a hard seed is a seed that takes a lot of watering. You know, you'd have to call me a hard seed because it took 43 years of watering. I even had two men of God, a priest and a pastor, that were on the board of one of my companies. And neither one of them, even knowing that I was drinking and doing drugs and living a crazy life, you know, the priest, Father Horn, married us, me and my wife. Um, and neither one of them. stepped out and tried to lead me to the Lord. Though they told me, God's chasing you. God God has a calling on your life, Paul. God's chasing you. God loves you, Paul. And they would hug me 
but neither one of them, because they knew. I've always wondered, why didn't they ask me? Why didn't they try to lead me to the Lord? Because, you know, the, these were two men of God that were in the bone, most likely. They were definitely in the meat, in the high level of meat. They definitely weren't on milk. But they knew in their knower. Their knower knew that it wasn't time, you know, to try to crack the seed open. They knew that the seed needed more water. You know, because if you go try to crack that seed before it's moist enough to start sprouting, then you ruin the seed. And I want to say that about him, even though he may be crazy. He is a child of God. He may not be a born-again believer of the kingdom. And if he's listening, we love you. Uh, neither one of us, nobody on the air, nobody in the um, chat room wants to bash you. But the Bible does say not to cast your pearls to the swine. Um and, you know, if there's anything I want to do is I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash my sins away, as your word says, white as snow. Amazing grace. Break off my chains, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And the wages meaning the consequences. Okay? And, you know, if you look into what the Bible says, you know, the Bible says that we've all sinned and that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But you got to understand that what Jesus said is what is in red in the Bible. It says, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Not through blog talk radio. Not through the internet. But through Jesus. You know. And Louis, Louis, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock for you. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. If you just confess with your mouth, Lewis, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, Lewis, that God has raised him, that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. So say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And I forgive those that have trespassed against me. Lord, I do believe that Jesus died on the cross. I do believe, Lord God, that he resurrected on the third day. And I ask you, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior to come dwell in my heart. Thank you, Daddy. Amen. So, Lewis, if you're listening or anybody that's listening, I can tell you from my own experience, 
God gives us eyes to see, ears to hear, a mouth to speak. That's why he says that in the tongue is life and death. He gives us hands to lay hands on, feet to walk the earth, to the uttermost parts of the earth, to sow in the kingdom soil, raising up the dead, raising up prophetic generations, priests and prophets, sons and daughters, pastors, teachers, evangelists, missionaries, sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. So let us go. You may accept Jesus today. The battle is not over. Because the seed that Jesus, that the Lord sowed at Calvary, which he sowed his son into our life. The Bible says in John 3, 16, that those that believe in my Amen. name, that they would not perish, but they would have everlasting life. He gave his only begotten son. So, if you look at Mark 4, 20, Mark 4, it talks about the seed. When he sold his son at Calvary, it became a harvest, a kingdom harvest of believers. And though the Bible says in Luke 10 and 2, that may the harvest, though the harvest may be plentiful, the laborers are few. And God's calling on you, Lewis. He wants you, Lewis. He wants you as sons and daughters. Amen. Because with your testimony, looking at your picture, you're going to minister to people. If everyone to go look at his um, uh, profile on Block Talk Radio, God will use you. He used Todd Bentley. He used me. He used Christopher. <laughs> You know, hey, uh, you know, let's go look at uh, uh, Apostle Rock here. Uh, oh, you, you, well, you'd have to go to his Facebook to see his picture. I mean, wow, God uses him, you know. Um, the Bible says that God gives his eyes to see. You know, I, I don't know who his barber is, but. I think he was looking through one eye when he cut his hair. It looks like mine. <laughs> my my hair is all, you know, high and tight on the side. I got a big old rug on top, you know. Um, some people tell me I have a fear of being bald. Well, I do, you know, maybe. But for you, Lewis, May the Lord bless you richly. May he call you out of darkness into his royal priesthood. Uh, may he wash you in the blood because God will use you. Um, anyone that comes on this platform, they're going to be washed in the blood. Thus says the Lord. And for you, Ophelia, I pray for you. You are a daughter of God. You are a royal priesthood. You are kingdom soil. God has you planted in Singapore to raise up a prophetic, like prophetic generation, to raise up a generation of priests, because you are kingdom soil. And um, 
Nobody's clearing their throat. If they are, it's me. And it's because we've been dealing with snow. We've been dealing with ice. We've been dealing with, you know, uh, very, very cold weather. For us, it's cold. You know, 20 degrees isn't cold. 20 degrees, you know, it's about time to put on a jacket, you know. Uh, but my brother Christopher, he had a, you know, poor thing. He got the 27 degrees in Texas, and they had to go buy some pajamas. <laughs> I'm, here it is. I got on socks. I got on my Holy Ghost boxers. And I got on a T-shirt here in Kansas. We got ice on the ground, you know. Um, but... Anytime somebody calls in, we're going to play the blood of Jesus, are you? The blood of Jesus. The power is in the blood. Amen? So, Amen. I don't want anyone to think that we think we're too good or we're better than anybody else. Because I guarantee you, I'm not better than anybody. I got crosses to bear. I got a stack of them. Okay? You could have a bonfire with the crosses I need to bear. And every day, God is continually, you know, just working the clay in me, working my spirit, and he's He's refining me, you know, because he's raising up a prophetic generation right here in Kansas. We're going to preach the gospel to every nation that exists in the kingdom. So calling in for the lost, regardless of what the consequences are, we're going to preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm just going to interject. Uh, you know what I said earlier? You know, this, uh, obviously not everybody was patched in with me when he shared his wonderful words of wisdom to me. Uh, I guess he thought we were live. So he wanted to make a few statements about Christ. And uh, obviously by the, the nature of you can tell he wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit, or probably not born again. But, you know, uh, what Paul's saying is true. You know, God will present his and present his arms open to anybody. Uh, and if you choose him, you'll be blessed. And, you know, God always has opportunity. Um, you know, but sometimes I have to come at people hard uh, because they've just got a hard shell. And some people, even though they say they don't know what they're doing, think, you know, maybe they have ten or ill motives or whatever the case is. You know, God can work through all that. You know, um, always, you know, God's always reaching out. He says he wishes that none perish, but that all come to repentance. And so, you know, I know the heart of God is this. It's a heart of love. Uh, but on the flip side, I tolerate foolishness. And so, you know, when we share the word on the on the show, we're going to be very balanced in, in what we share. And I agree, we don't think we're better than anybody. You know, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. It's just some people come to the cross, and some people reject the cross. And, you know, all of us that are at the foot of it, you know, we're not pointing fingers saying, thank God I'm better than that guy, I'm better than that guy. But I'm, the, I'm the sinner that's beating my chest saying, God, have mercy on me every day. Acknowledge the fact that I need it, and I acknowledge the fact that He's the one in charge. It's not me. I didn't create God. God created me. Amen. And so you you know, I just want to encourage Lewis, if you're still listening, brother, 
man, God's reaching out to you, dude. And obviously you're you're blinded and confused about some things. Um, I want to encourage you. You can only live your life as a full And the outcome of it isn't going to turn. And at any minute you can turn your heart and turn to God and choose to, to be wise and choose to accept God's wisdom. Choose to accept God's sacrifice and accept Jesus into your life and be born again. You know, so we're not saying God rejects you, and by no means was I, you know, I just want to make sure just in case that what I said came across a little harsh. You know, God's not, um, but he does reject the fool. You know, once you turn and you say, forget it, you know, he always gives If I decide to reject Jesus tomorrow and walk away from his plan for my life, and, you know, completely ignore and deny and, and forget that I ever wanted to do with God, and I die in my sin. You know, the bottom line is, to, you know, but if I choose to accept God's forgiveness, and I choose to accept it in his blood over my life, and I choose to follow him in obedience, then blessed am I. And that's the gospel. And so I just want to, you know, there's two sides to the coin. And as some you have to make a choice who you're going to serve. You're either going to serve yourself or you're going to serve the living God. And our prayer is, brother, that you'll serve the living God. His name is Jesus. And if you prayed that prayer that Paul led you in earlier, that's the beginning. That's a start. And if not, well... Please repent. So, you know, I just want to interject because I didn't want to sound, you know, if I was coming across like a Pharisee or a, you know, religious uh, nuthead, uh, that wasn't my intention. But uh, no, on didn't. the flip, was that? You didn't. Hey, let me tell you something. Me and you were hard seeds too, you know what I mean? Even, even sure. after. We've been washed in the blood. I promise you, I, I, I've had some seed shell that hasn't not want to fallen off yet. You know what I mean? And sure. it's uh, stunning my growth. Um, um, so, you know, uh, wait till God gets hold of him. <laughs> He'll be raising the dead Amen. with God in the Amen. name of the Jesus. And that's what we pray, too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, you know, believe it or not, we're almost coming up to the first hour. I can't believe it's gone by this fast. Um, I had all kinds of things I wanted to get, and I hadn't get into the Word, but we took one of those Holy Ghost rounds like usual, which is fine. Uh, praise God. So, you know, God's good. If you're just tuning in, I'm just throwing it out there. This is Prayer International, if you're calling in to listen by Archive. Uh, anytime you need prayer, give us a call, 619-638-8458. Chat room is uh, for any of those of you listening. And, uh, you know, we're just glad you turned to listening ear and that you're praying for us. We're very thankful for those of you that are supporting us in prayer and, and being faithful to show up, um, if not every night, but throughout the week. And uh, that really means a lot to us, you know. That's one of the reasons we're doing this is to help create an online community, a prayer where people can connect 
and get resources and get prayer, get blessing, you know, build relationships, even if it is via Internet or, you know, telephone or whatever happens later from, from this. You know, we just want to see the kingdom of God come. We want to see his will be done. We want to see his people get connected and get established in the things of God. You know, the Bible says that if you're overtaken in a fault, and we talked about this uh, last last night, First uh, Peter, what was it, 5? Or, uh, I'm sorry, Galatians 6. Sorry, I'm all over the place tonight. I believe it's Galatians 6. It says, if any of you are overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. You know, in a spirit of gentleness. And, you know, sometimes, and this is what I've learned, sometimes we need to be talked to gentle. Always it needs to be in love, okay, no matter what. Anytime you correct somebody, anytime you rebuke somebody or bring correction into their life, it needs to be done in love. Okay, the Bible clearly says, you know, correct one another in love. But you know, God talks to us the way we need to be talked to you know, sometimes if, and I know this among parents, I don't have children myself, my wife and I, um, we, the closest thing we have to children right now are two chihuahuas and uh, spiritual children all over the place. But, you know, uh, sometimes people have to be instructed differently. Sometimes people can be talked to soft-spoken because they're so fragile on the inside that if parents talk to them, with an authoritative voice, you know, they would fall apart because they can't handle it. So they have to be talked to soft-spoken. You know, they have to be kind of smooth-talked into certain things. And I'm not saying not to put authority down as a parent, but some parents have to talk to their kids in a certain tone. Other kids are so hard-headed that they need to be yelled at or they need to be disciplined. You know, the Lord says he disciplines those that he loves. He chastens those that he loves. Some people need to be talked to because they're so militant and they're so hard-headed. They need to be talked to like a drill sergeant sitting there talking to. Okay? And I God do. knows how we, I mean, seriously, sometimes to me, he talks to me like a drill sergeant would talk to a platoon. Sometimes when the Lord talks to me, it's in a still, small, whisper voice. Sometimes whenever I'm falling man, and having a heck of a day... The Lord gently, because he knows where I'm at, where my emotions are at at the time. Okay? And so even in my own life, God God uses different people. God uses different methods. God uses different ways to get his point across, or different points across to me. And I think, you know, people in general aren't any different. And sometimes we've got to feel it out. Some people may disagree with, you know, the way that we ministered earlier, or some people would maybe agree. You know, I don't know, but, you know, the bottom line is, is our motive and our heart is is the heart of the Father on the show. We want to be first, if you will, okay, and, and Paul will tell you he, he claims to not be a theologian, although the man has more Bible scripture memorized at being four years, five years old in the Lord, and so in the Lord, he knows more scripture than some people I've known that have been in the Lord for 20 years, even though he claims to not be a theologian. Now, he doesn't claim to be a pastor but or an evangelist necessarily, but this man has led more people to Jesus and has shepherded, pastored more people 
on a one-on-one or on a relationship basis in the four years that he's been serving God than, than a lot of people that I know. He won't claim to be a, a faith healer. He doesn't claim to be a, you know, you see Benny Hinn, you see the different people. He doesn't claim to to walk like that, although in the four years that I've known this man of God, I've seen more notable, documented, verifiable miracles happen through him and his wife laying hands on people and speaking the words of healing and making hospital visits and praying for people over the phone or whatever the case is. Okay? My point being is that, okay, now myself, I'm an ordained minister. I've had Bible college. Okay? But, you know, this is the deal. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. Okay? That's just, that's just man's a the Bible college thing is just man's approval anyways. It doesn't matter. What matters is the Lord's approval. What matters is do you have God's seal upon Has God sealed you by his Holy Spirit? Has he chose you? Has he called you by name? Has he placed his spirit within you and explained or identified or confirmed your assignment or your purpose to you? And so, you know, when you hear us ministering, you know, sometimes Paul and I will come from two different angles. Sometimes we'll be right in the same flow. You know, I know both of us are the heart of the Father. Both of us declare the Word of God. Uh, you know, it's like anything. If you watch an accident happen on one side of the street and somebody else is on the other side of the end, they're going to see it two different ways. They're going to see things on one side of the street that the other person can't see because of the the vehicles or the people standing around or the obstructions in the road or whatever the case is, we all have spots. We all see things a little differently. And that's why it's great when we can get together sort of like a round table. You know, that's one thing we decided to do in this ministry, even before Brother Paul stepped in. And when Sean and I started this, we said, you know, we we want it to be a round table. And as ministers come onto the platform, we want to make sure that everybody has opportunity to share their hearts and minister and, and use their own personality and their own flavor to season the buffet of the Lord, to season the banquet of the Lord that the Lord's placing here. You know, if you go to a buffet and you don't eat anything but the enchiladas, and for some of you that don't eat Mexican food, I'll break it down. If you go to the home cooking buffet and all you do is eat chicken fried steak till you can't eat anymore, and they've got a hundred different varieties of food, and you don't even give the rest of the stuff a, you know, a chance. Then why would you go to the buffet anyways? Why don't you just order a chicken fried steak, and say, you know, instead of bringing me all the sides and all, just put two pieces of meat on there, and that'll be fine. You know, why would you go to a buffet if you've got all these choices and you never, you know, get a chance to choose? My point is, is we we want this show, we want this ministry, we want this platform, whether it's on the radio or on the internet or or live or in a church or where wherever it's the ministry's happening. We want to draw from all the giftings, and that means those of you that are in the chat room, that are born again believers, that have the Word of God engrafted in your hearts. Okay, those of you that call in, that are born again believers. Okay, that that understand the word of the Lord and have a sensitivity to the Spirit. Listen, we want to be very open and very uh, flexible in the Holy Ghost to allow real 
what should happen here? So, you know, we just want to be open and allow the Lord to do what He's going to do. On that note, we are. That's why they say iron sharpens iron. That's right. That's right. We, uh, <laughs> at Promise Keepers, we have Nazarene, Catholic, Assembly of God. We've got Lutheran, um, Methodist, um, and we got, you know, people that come in there. Uh, non-denominational, we got people that, you know, come in there that are invited that are not even believers. We've got people, in the, even in all those congregations, even in all those denominations, because of promise keepers and because of the word of God that says iron sharpens iron, there are more Lutherans in this town right here that are now born-again Christians that thought that by baptism when they were younger... And it, because they've been in church their entire life, and I'm talking about some awesome men of God. I mean, they, they know more about the Bible than I know. Um, even our mayor here, you know, he sits there and balls and cries, and he didn't know that, that you had to be born again. And um, we have all these Bible teachers and all these guys that, you know, have Scripture pouring out of them, and they kept getting hostile cramming it and you know sometimes that's what it takes and but until they went to John 3 3 about being born again you know they didn't know it and if it wasn't for iron sharpening iron you know we would have men in this town that maybe if something happened to them out in the fields while they was doing harvest and they were just plucked out of the field Amen. with an accident they wouldn't have gone to heaven if it wasn't for promise keepers Man here in Kansas. So, um, I wanted to interject with that. Even when you were saying that we all have a different slant, you may say something and I may say the same thing. It may be a different slant, a different view. You know, that's why God pulls us all together. That's why the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of God. Um, Amen. It's a, it's a, it's a smorgasbord. Um, so, anyway, go ahead, brother. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer a uh, question real quick in the chat room. It'll take me a minute, and you know how I have trouble doing two or three things at once sometimes. So, go ahead for a few minutes while I'm answering this, and then uh, we're gonna pray for some nations. I think would be a good idea, and then I've got a few things I want to just you know just kind of let loose with. Uh, so go ahead for a minute. I'm gonna. Just address, uh, somebody asked me about fasting, uh, you know, our, our sister from Singapore. And so uh, I just want to just kind of address a few things there. So feel free to just talk freely for a little bit, Paul, and um, I'll, I'll be back on in about a minute or two. So um, we're at whatever the Lord's leading you to do. Yeah, well, um, I would like to pray for um, Whitney Houston. This morning we got up, and as I touched on last night, back in 1992 to 95, we used to own some glamour shot stores. And uh, these are 
photography studios in the mall where the women come in, and we would do a full makeover on them, take four different outfits, four pictures of them in four different outfits, and we would turn them into a queen. Um, we would bless them, you know, uh, make them feel like a queen. And when we built the stores, one in Jacksonville, one in Florida, in uh, Savannah, Georgia, that was when Brittany or uh, Whitney Houston came out with her song, I Will Always Love You. Okay. And we was, where, where our stores were, we was in the corner. When you walked in the mall, there would be about four stores and then we were on the corner, and you go right, and when you went right, you go into the New Dillard's wing. We was in the New Dillard's wing. And the girls, um, both in Savannah and Jacksonville, probably 80% of our staff were, you know, African-American, and, you know, even the the, the American-American, Anglo-American, they, uh, we all love Whitney Houston. Um, I, I didn't know nothing about Whitney Houston until then, because they would always play the music real loud. And when they would play that Whitney Houston music loud, the security guard, as he was doing his, uh, you know, his walkthrough to the mall, he'd always come over there and tell us to kind of turn it down. Because they had it blaring so loud, it would just go out into the mall. And we always used to have a big old group of people out in front. You'd think somebody's out there signing autographs, but they all loved it. And... This morning when we woke up after hearing all this, I listened to it and I cried. I, I just couldn't believe that of all people, Whitney Houston. I mean, this is a woman, a child of God, a child of the Most High God that died. We don't know why. We can all speculate. But I know one thing, she, I know she went to heaven. And, um, you know, I want to see the, if it's all right with you, I want y'all to listen to this song, and I want you to listen to the words of it. Because back then, God knew where he was going to take her. And, uh, you know, more than anything, the reason why I want to share this with you is because we all bear a cross. Um, right. God knows our heart. Um and it don't ma it don't matter what your emotional makeup, it don't matter what the outside makeup is. You know, a lot of people walk through life but deep inside their 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 spirit is amputated. They're hurting. They're sick. Um they're very ill for whatever reason. Uh, because of people that we've allowed to come in our life that have that have tortured us that have just beat us, you know, have, you know, for whatever. We can sit here naming all the reasons. But while you're catching up on your deal, I want you to listen to this, okay? Is that all right? Then we're going to pray for her. Is that all right? All right. All right, here we go. Um. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
but I know I'll think of you every step of the way and I Father, we thank you, God, for your love. And Lord God, for all those out there that are hurting, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you cover them with your love. Though we don't understand what happened, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that by the grace of God that your child Whitney Houston is at home with you Heavenly Father as we have listened to this news Heavenly Father we just can't understand it how it happened why it happened but Lord your word says that you sent your only begotten son that walked this earth, Heavenly Father. That you hung on a cross, Heavenly Father. That you crucified at Calvary. That for us that believe in your name, Heavenly Father, that we would have everlasting life, that we'd have eternal life with you in heaven, Father. For all of those loved ones, for her family, for her mother, for her father, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you pour out your love and mercy in their lives, Lord God. And Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor. Amen. 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 
Amen. You know, if you look at, if you listen to the words of that song, and for the women that are listening, I know all the women love Whitney Houston. Everyone loves Whitney. Who? Who? Sure. Yeah. Um, when you listen to the words of that song, it's like she wrote the song. It's like she wrote that song in 1992, knowing as if she was going to heaven then. Um, now my wife had to give me a little crash course that that song comes from a soundtrack in a movie she was in. But you know, wow. Um, amazing. The beautiful part about it is you know, my family, for whatever reason, my family don't believe in funerals. Um, I can't tell you how many people have died in their family and they didn't even have a funeral. They got cremated and put in a box and, um, for my mother speaking on my mother's part, when my dad died, um, you know, yeah, they had a funeral for my father, but for my aunts, both of my aunts, my uncle, um, my sister, my grandmother, none of them had funerals. Um, and just about when every one of them died, you know, my, my dad died of cancer. And my mother was so glad that he went to heaven. She called us and said she was going shopping. Same thing with my, my grandmother. You know, my, my, my mother's been a caretaker. And, you know, when you have the bank sewing every day and you put up with them every day and, you know, you know, they're bedridden. My Lord, when they're when they're gone, you know what? It's time to, you know, uh, have a root beer party. You know what I mean? And uh, um, so, anyway, uh, I was I mean I was going to tell you something, but <laughs> I forget what I was going to tell you. But um, anyway, uh, it's, it, this has really been. Uh, crazy for us. We woke up this morning and I don't know. I, I, I clicked on this song and I was listening to it and it get, brought back memories. But you know, we serve an awesome God. Of all people, when you look at Whitney Houston, who in the world would have ever thought? This right here is exactly why God says, "Don't worry about tomorrow." Let tomorrow stand for its own. For all of us that sit back and toil our fingers and and get upset, you know, trying to, you know, plan the future. You know, our our, our future's already planned. Um, so I don't know if y'all can hear that very well or not. I hope you did because it's an awesome song and she's an awesome woman. Uh so can you hear me, Paul? You got it, Chris. All right, praise God. Well, you know, I know some of you guys are going back and forth in the chat. Uh, you know, just pray. You guys keep Whitney Houston's family in prayer. 
also, you know, obviously she's with the Lord, um, you know, at this point, and it's, you know, there's not a whole lot of prayer we can pray for her at this point, but we can definitely pray for her family. So I know, uh, you know, um, wherever you guys are at in this, uh, the picture with this, you know, just lift them up, you know, realize that sometimes happen. Sometimes the Lord, the Lord allows these things to happen, um, and as a result, people come to the Lord past. And so, you know, uh, there was a legacy left behind uh, musically, and of course, a lot of people were blessed by her songs all over the world. And uh, there'll be a lot of people affected this week on some kind of level over. Uh, so just pray for those that are grieving. You know, pray that God would use this uh, to reach people, connect people for the gospel. And uh, so I just wanted to kind of share that too, you know, um, while you're praying, to remember her and remember those that were influenced by her, that they, you know, this might turn their hearts, get them thinking about eternity, get them thinking about, you know, why am I here you know, reflecting on, you know, a lot of times we can learn a lot from other people's mistakes. You know, and and although I know, you know, Whitney Houston is a child of God, she struggled in a lot of things just like we all do. She made a lot of mistakes, a lot of choices, a lot of things. But, you know, of course the, the media like to bring out in the light and, and expose and talk about and this sort of thing. But, you know, uh, sometimes these things can be examples to others, good and bad. Um, to help them in their process and to help them get through their hard seasons. And so, you know, that's my prayer, um, is that the Lord would just use this to minister to people on some kind of level and uh, to bring them into his kingdom. So praise God. Um, That's really all I want to say about that real quick, you know. Um, I know we've had a couple callers. I've actually checked on uh i keep clicking into the the screening room and checking on a few people on the line but i've got no response so we're just going to keep rolling with the show you know i don't know whether they could hear me or one not or just wanted to listen one of them's one of them on. is ron. Okay. he's driving hey chris one okay. of them is ron and uh he has to call in on his bluetooth because he's traveling through pennsylvania through weather and because he's in a truck he can't use Skype or uh he you know, he, he has to do it by telephone and Sure. He's not there yet, uh, you know, God emotionally because God has been outpouring in his life. He's had a major in coming to Jesus. Um and right. he looks back at his past. He just don't understand why it took him so long cross this bridge and um it's really working on him hard um you know um hey did you ever share did you ever share his testimony what did you ever share his testimony what happened uh when he was backing up that day well you know we're gonna let him do that uh he he said that he thinks he's prepared to do it now but um I can I can in if you want to let him share his story for a minute, and then we can just kind of pray since he's on the line. I can always pull him in real quick and uh, from the switchboard, and we can uh, you know 
just give him a chance to share that testimony. And uh, what do you think? Uh, well, Ron, if you're listening, all you got to do is dial one, and it'll patch you in. Um, yeah, he, he's you know, in here right now. Huh? All I got to do is click, and he'll be live with us. He's in hell, but if uh, I click in, he'll be live with us. So uh, um, I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. Let's do this. Let's a couple minutes before we do that. Let's pray for the nations. If you've got a nation, uh, I know we've been kind of going through a list of sovereign nations. If you want well, to uh, just kind of. I'd like to pray over California and Los Angeles. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's do that. And then uh, I'm going to just make sure we don't have any other prayer requests in, on this other line here. And then we're going to patch Ron in. Um Let's go ahead and pray for the nations, for Los Angeles, California. And uh, go ahead for a minute, and then I'll, I'll agree with you, too. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you give me words to pray tonight. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you give me ears to hear. And I ask you, Father, that you hear every word that comes from my mouth. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you anoint the words that you download to me, Heavenly Father, to pray over the entire state of California, the entire United States, for everyone that knows your daughter, Whitney. I want to pray, Heavenly Father, over Los Angeles County, Heavenly Father, Lord that you have given your daughter the spirit of excellence, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that this circumstance will draw near your children to you, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that this episode, this very sad happening, for the state of California and Los Angeles, Heavenly Father. It draws your children to you, Heavenly Father, with revelation. It draws them near you, Heavenly Father, with a fresh encounter of the love of Jesus, that the power yes, is Father. in the blood. Yes, Father. We ask you, Heavenly Father, that they perceive you, who you are, for your knowledge, that they would abound in a heavenly experience, Heavenly Father. For the love of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you that your love is everlasting, Heavenly Father, that your mercy that you pour out in our lives, Heavenly Father. We pray us a first Corinthians chapter thirteen love chapter over all of California, Los Angeles that they will give her praise, Heavenly Father, that they will look at the jewels, that they will look at the love, that they will look at the Jesus that's in her, Heavenly Father, that they will praise her name, Heavenly Father, that there will be no condemnation, Heavenly Father. As your word says, that there is life in the tongue. We speak life in our language. We ask you, Heavenly Father, that is your that it is your knowledge, God, that's the driver in our force and our emotions, Heavenly Father. 
that the entire emotional makeup, Heavenly Father, that it rearranges and establishes the new generations that are coming up, Heavenly Father, that you would raise up sons and daughters that are prophets and priests, Heavenly Father, that you would raise up a generation of apostles, of pastors, of teachers, of evangelists and missionaries, Heavenly Father, that you would draw them near, Heavenly Father, that you would pour out a supernatural blessing, Heavenly Father, a blessing of healing, Heavenly Father, a blessing of understanding, that you sent your Son, Heavenly Father, that was crucified on the cross, Heavenly Father, for all of our sins, Heavenly Father, that you would draw them near, Heavenly Father, that by the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, that we take the knowledge, that we have the revelation, Heavenly Father, that we have a blood-bought right, Abba, Father, for the agape love that you have in our lives, Heavenly Father, for us, that you draw us near, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord God, we just ask you, we thank you. As we lift them up, her family, everyone in California, in Los Angeles, Heavenly Father, we just give you all the glory and all the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Father. I just agree right now with with Paul and those that are interceding right now. Lord, we just speak a blessing over California. Lord, that you would use these these incidents, you'd use the situation, Father God, to stir the hearts of men there. Lord, stir the hearts of everyone that that knew Whitney Houston and that knew the situation. Lord, we we God that you would use this, Father God, to affect multitudes. With your kingdom, Lord. And Lord, we thank you, Father God, that you're bringing comfort and peace over her family. We thank you, Father God, that you are just setting this as, a, as an example and as you know, just a, a testimony of, of what you can do through one person's life. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that you would just use this in a mighty way, however you see fit, Father. Lord, we pray for California too. While we're at it, Lord, we just ask. Just bring revival. Father, cause a great awakening. Raise up prophetic people, Lord, in Hollywood and in the entertainment and to the Emmys and the Grammys and, and those that are singing and acting and, and using their talents and their gifts. Father, infiltrate those uh, places. Infiltrate the media. Infiltrate the entertainment with your gospel. And, Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would, Lord, the the acting community and would invade the uh, songwriting and music community that's there in the Los Angeles and Hollywood area, Father God, and and even the surrounding cities, Father. Lord, we pray, Lord God, just stamp stamp your mark on this, Lord. Have your way with this. Use this in a mighty way, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, that your glory shall pour out, Lord, just like the waters cover the sea. You said your knowledge and your glory would cover the earth. So cover those people, Lord. In the western half of the United States, Father God, just bless them. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for America. We pray, Father God, that you'd raise up godly leaders. That, Lord, you would protect the American people, Father. Use, Lord, the crisis and the things going on in our nation, Father, to draw hearts to you. And, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would raise up your standard of righteousness and truth, raise up your kingdom in our nation. 
And that, Father, you said even the kingdoms of the earth would become the kingdoms of our God. And, Lord, we thank you, Father, that every knee and every tongue in a confess, every knee will bow and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We all the honor and we give you all the Amen. Amen. Well, I am going to bring Brother Ron on, and if he feels like sharing the story, we're going to let him do that. If he can talk and drive, we're going to just let him go with it, and uh, then <laughs> we'll kind of wrap it up. So uh, here we go. Ron, are you there? Hello, Brother Ron. Rolling, rolling, rolling. All right, well, we're going to assume that you're and that you need your concentration on the road, so we're going to put you back into the show. And uh, when you're ready, you can always Skype us or let us know, and we're going to have you share your amazing miracle story, how the Lord blessed you this last week. And uh, so God bless you. We're going to put you back in. All right, so that was... uh, Paul and I and the breathing of Brother Ron. I don't know if he wanted to share or not, so we're going to do some. But I'm going to say a prayer for him real quick. Father, we just ask your blessings over Brother Ron tonight. Lord God, we pray that you'd set your angels around his truck. Lord, guide him, Father God, by your Holy Spirit. Lord, every turn, every road, every stop that he makes, we pray that you would lead him, Father God, as your child, Lord, that you would protect him, you'd keep him awake, You'd strengthen him while he's on the road, Lord God. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would just give him divine appointments along the way from stop to stop, that you would raise him up from faith to faith and glory to glory, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that you're going to use him as an instrument of your salvation, that you will just have him sharing how good you are and the wonderful things you've done for him and let it be a testimony and a message to all those that he crosses, Lord, all those whose paths he crosses, Lord. And we thank you again, Father, that you are leading and guiding him. You're protecting him. You're strengthening him. You're keeping him awake on the road. Give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, glory to God. I don't know where we should go from here. You know, I had a couple things in my heart, but we've been all over the map tonight. I don't even know if if, if I need to go there or not. But, you know, let me say this. We started out talking about that scripture that says that we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And that's one thing we hadn't talked about yet, peculiar people. It's funny you put that scripture in the chat room today because I was actually meditating on that scripture this afternoon. So it's just funny how that happens. Paul. Paul and I and Sean will do this too, and we never discuss this kind of stuff. In fact, uh, did we? Yeah, we did talk early this morning, but it was very brief, I guess. I, it's been quite a long day, but you know, we never really discuss what we're going to talk about. But yet, we all seem to be more or less in the same flow constantly, and uh, I think that's a good thing. I think that it just shows that you know we've got a unity and a camaraderie among us that the Lord is using to you know, work a process and all of us 
So, you know, but peculiar people. As we see that, I think that means. But let me define that, okay? He's not saying that he's just raising up people to be weird. Find in a lot of churches, you may see some weird stuff or some stuff that doesn't seem like that's because it's extraordinary. You know, when God says peculiar, what he means is I'm going to say you're going to be different than the rest of them. And you know, wisdom, and I know you'll hear Paul say this, you'll hear me as Wisdom is to recognize the difference in seasons, the difference in the difference in personalities, the difference in giftings. And you know, God's created us all special purposes. The Bible says you're a special tre- God says you're a special treasure that He's chosen above all the peoples of the earth. And, you know, if you're getting your identity in him, you need to realize that God says that. Deuteronomy 7, 6. Just meditate on it. God chooses his people, and he calls them a special treasure. In fact, if you go to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. This, God's got a diamond and he puts it in a clay pot, puts it in a, a, you're the jar, I'm the jar, Paul's the jar, everyone that are. And God deposits his diamond, his special treasure, into all of us, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. And you know, message there so I get a little distracted but God says we're peculiar and more so than taking that as weird realize God says you're special you're different you're not like everybody and you know if you're really seeking out God for the assignment in your life and you're you're really seeking him out for his will he's not going to just take a cookie cutter and start pressing us all out to all look the same smell the same, talk the same. Now, we may have uh, the same words of God coming out of our mouths, okay? But he doesn't want us running around speaking Christianese, okay? There's there's a new language out among the church. It's called Christians. And it's funny how people like to get this, these lingos and these buzzwords and these little things that they think are so spiritual sounding but God's not into that that's not what he's talking about but see the thing is is when God transforms he makes the statement from the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks so whatever's in your heart whatever condition your heart is in in a heart I don't mean the the muscle inside of your chest that's beating and pumping blood I say the heart I fear it that innermost part of your part of you that connects with the Father, that part of you that connects with the Holy Spirit, the real you. You know, and and Paul, I remember the first time Paul taught this 
and came running out to me, telling me about this youth group that he he heard the the pastor talking to the kids about their knower. Now I've used this term for quite a while. I knower. Even I was a Christian, I used that term, but I I really didn't know necessarily what my knower was. But we all have what we call a knower, a gut feeling, a hunch. You know, it's part of you that even though you, you wouldn't know natural, you just know that you know that you know that something's just a certain way. And you might not be able to put it on the surface, but you just know in your heart it's a certain way. That's true. Some of us like conscience. Some of us like to call it a heart, whatever you want. But that's the inner part of you that has the ability and the capacity to connect with God. And as God forms that part of you, as God renews and recreates and conforms you into his image in that part of you, what comes out of your mouth will be a direct reflection on what's happened in your heart or what's happened in your spirit. And that's how it's really easy to really judge, and I don't say judge as in to point fingers, Oh, but I'll say I'll re. It's real easy to examine. Hey, ma'am. Flesh and blood. It's real easy to examine. See, Jesus said you'll you'll know a tree by its fruit. You'll know a tree by the product that it produces. See, we we go to the produce aisle to get our fruits and vegetables. Why do they call it produce? Because there was a seed that was planted. And when that seed was planted, that harvest that came up brought a production or brought a produce. It produced something. And when the seed of the Word of God is implanted in your heart, and when Christ, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God is engrafted in your soul, and God puts His seed in you, Christ, and that seed grow as you water it. By the word, as you water it by the presence of the living God, and it begins to grow and mature, there's a product or a produce, or there's a production that comes out of your life, and we'll call it fruit, okay, just for the sake of lining up with scripture, okay, because God doesn't call us a bunch of vegetables, God. But, and, and I don't. Off fruits either for that matter So maybe in some places You know we, we won't go there Don't get, don't get me going But you know uh, we, we we have a term for what we call Granola Christians Okay uh, Granola Are flaky Fruity And nutty And that's how we term Granola Christians those are people in the kingdom whose whose words say one thing, but their character measure up. Okay, they're granola Christians. They're flaky, fruity, and nutty. All right, but we'll go. Let, let me jump back in, onto the subject. Sorry, I, that's one thing you have to bear with me about. I chase rabbit trails. Sometimes it's a Holy Ghost one. So. The produce that comes out of your life is a direct result of what's going on in your heart. 
And as you allow the kingdom to come in, as you allow the seed of the word of God to come in, and there's a transformation <clears throat> that takes place in your heart, something's going to change. The words of your mouth will change. The the condition and the, the produce, the things that come out of your life, the production, the the things that you do, the things that you think, and the things that you say are going to begin to shift and transform and change. As you work that process and as you mature in God, do you ever notice the bigger the tree, typically, the more fruit can be produced. The more growth and the more maturity and the stronger and the deeper the roots go and the stronger the tree is, okay, the more fruit or the more production will come out of its life. And that's why it's very important when you're in the process of God, you allow the Lord to work on you. You you allow the Lord to work that process in you so that your roots can grow deep and that you can be firmly rooted and established in the faith. Because, see, when the roots are deep, just like anything, when when a tree's roots are deep, when the storms come along, it takes a whole heck of a lot to un, un, uh, to pluck up that tree. Now, and if it's real crazy, it may that tree may even snap, snap. But you know, if the the funny thing is about and about trees, you know, a lot of times if you just cut the tops off of a plant, or you chop a tree down and leave the stump, or you you know a certain way, or you trim it and you cut all the side limbs all the way up well it used to grow you and when you prune it it grows healthier in some cases it grows twice as much there's some plants out there you cut the top off all of a sudden it splits into two different in different ways next thing you it's a bushy Trees, shrubs, different plants. Okay, and in in your walk, as the Lord works this process, He comes along and He starts pruning the tree. He starts to cut away all the excess, cut away all the dead limbs, cut away all the stuff that's keeping the fruit from coming forth. And in the process, more growth takes. And it actually, the roots go deeper. And just because it looks like catastrophe, you know, if you chop a tree down a stump, after a while another tree will grow out of the stump. I've seen it happen a lot. Okay? And if you'll cut the excess out of your life, you'll allow the Lord to work a process that removes and prunes and refines you. And it'll cause a growth. It'll cause a growth process to take off. And before you know it, you'll be bearing more fruit than you did in the beginning. And see, that's God's way. He says we grow up in Him. We go from faith to faith and glory to. We have an ever increasing, or at least we should have an ever increasing faith. And you know, I, I didn't know I was really even going here tonight, but you know. The Bible says this, and and you know sometimes the first chapter in any book 
really sort of defines what the rest of the book's about. It really, it's kind of like giving you the general meaning. Like when you write a letter, usually when you put an introduction in a letter, you let people know more or less where you're going to go with the letter, and then you give them the details later. So in the book of Psalms, in Psalm 1, and I'm going to read it, it's only six verses. So if you guys can stay with me, I don't want to be too long here because we've got to uh, wrap some things up in about ten minutes. But this will take me just a few minutes. Then I'm going to turn it over to Brother Paul. But it said, Blessed, this is Psalm 1, verse 1 through 6, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scorpion. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, right there, there's a separation. There's a cutting away. God separates. He says, don't, don't get ungodly counsel. Don't go the way that sinners are going. And don't sit around with people that are full of scorn. Now, the deal is, is see, God says, be separate. Come out from among them. Anytime you're going to plant a or plant a garden, you don't just plant it anywhere. You gotta you gotta select a good area. You gotta make sure the soil's right. You gotta make sure there's no pests and insects and bugs that are going to come along and kill your crop. Okay, and so God's real selective about where He plants His trees of us. Very, very picky. Hi, Chris. Yes, sir. Uh, Ophelia has called in from Singapore. She's already pressed one. Do you see her? Uh, would that be a Yeah, I, I, I think I do. Uh, yeah, bring her in me... so we can hear her voice and pray for her. Because well, it's long distance right. from Singapore. I'm bringing her in right now. Hallelujah. This is Prayer International. Hello, it's me, Ophelia from Singapore. Hello, Chris. Hello, Paul. Hey, hey how are you? How are you tonight? Yeah, God thank bless you. Because Paul keep asking me to call in, and finally I call in. Well, great. Well, do you want to share anything for a minute? Since you're on, we've got, oh, you've got about five minutes. At the end oh, of the just show. pray for me. Uh, just pray for me. Uh, because as the Bible say, as three, as two or three are gathered, Lord Jesus Christ will be among us. So um, I need uh, prayers to help me break the bondage that I'm experiencing on all levels, physical, spiritual, contractual, whatever. After breaking a bondage, I hope that things will be better for me. Sure. Regarding the, I know. It's regarding the police report between her godfather or her biological father and the police in Singapore. Yes. Okay, well, I've I've been sort of out of the chat room for a minute, so I'm going to let you start it off, Paul, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Um, you go ahead and start praying for it, and then I'll I'll agree. So, free. Okay. Um, well, Heavenly uh, Father, we we thank you, Lord God, for Ophelia. Lord God, we thank you for the seed that she has sowed into this ministry just by simply calling in, Heavenly Father, for bearing the expense to call in from Singapore to the U.S., Heavenly Father. Lord God, I raise up your daughter. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you boldly to the throne of grace. As your word says, Heavenly Father, that by the crucifixion of your son, 
did by the resurrection of your son, that Jesus, the same son that lives today, the same son that we worship. Heavenly Father, we lift up all the needs of Ophelia in Singapore, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we yes, wrap Lord. her in a Psalms 91 prayer, Heavenly Father. We send out the angels, Heavenly Father, the same angel and kings, Heavenly Father, the same angels that was in the battle that defeated 185,000, whichever angel you choose, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we lift up everything, every one of her needs, Heavenly Father, that are needs, all of her needs, that are mighty needs, Father, which are small to you, Heavenly Father. Lord God, this place report, Heavenly Father, we wash it in the blood of Jesus. Lord. The power is in the blood, Heavenly Father. All the yes, needs, Father. Heavenly Father. We ask you, Heavenly Father, that you bless every door that she opens, Heavenly Father. Every door yes, that she closes, Heavenly Father, that she passes and enters, Heavenly Father, that you wash it in the blood, Heavenly Father, just as you did in the book of Exodus, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we pray that you will bring up a prophetic generation, a holy nation out of Ophelia, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we know, Heavenly Father, that whatever her needs are, Heavenly Father, Lord God, as she just lays her stomach on, lays her hands on her stomach, Heavenly Father, on her knower, that you will let her know, Heavenly Father, that her needs will be met, Heavenly Father, exceedingly abundantly more than what she can ever even imagine, Heavenly Father. Okay, Chris. Uh, well, Father, we just pray for Ophelia, Lord. We just thank you, Lord God, and Father God, that you're king in Singapore, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord God. For her life, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that she's a child of God. We thank you that she seeks you diligently, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have uh, placed her even on our show tonight to be a watchman on the wall and look out for people that are being an offense to your gospel. And we pray right now your hedge of protection over her. Father, we, Lord God, she's believing that her father can be freed from bondage. Uh, uh, Lord, that, that was a sign, Lord. We just declare right now, Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done in Jesus' name. And, Father, we pray, Amen. Father God, that you would just reveal yourself to her in a mighty way, Lord. So we pray, Lord God, that you would just strengthen Father God, strengthen her in her emotions and strengthen her, Lord God, in her mind, Lord, when the enemy comes against her and when people rise up against her, when people speak words against her, Father, we come against that right now in the name of Jesus. And we just declare that every tongue that rises up against her will be condemned. Look at that point fingers at her in judgment, Lord God. You said, Father God, judge not, lest you be judged. So we just pray right now in Jesus for your hedge of protection around her, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you are speaking over your daughter. And, Lord, you are pleased with your daughter tonight. Thank you, Father God, that you have love. Ophelia tonight, Father God, and we thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is reaching out to her even now, Lord. Father, I pray concerning her health that you would strengthen her in her body. Father God, that you'd remove any sickness from her midst, Father, and that, Lord God, you would just give her a boldness, Lord God, and that she would know, God, that you are the healer, that you are the healer, that you are the healer in Ophelia's life, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord God, that you are raising her up to be a strong witness, that she can testify of the goodness of God 
that she'll be able to lead others to you, Father, there in Singapore, Father. And we pray for a mighty move of your spirit in Singapore that you would surround with men and women of God. Surround her with men and women of God that are full of your spirit, that have her best interest in mind, that are looking out for her, that are watching over her, that are caring for her, Lord, even when those family at times against her, even when those, Lord God, uh, even when a thought come against her, even when uh, people there in Singapore might rise up against her, we pray, Father God, that you are going to bring men and women to her that that have the cause of Christ in their hearts, and they will be a protection and a hedge about her. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, your peace and your presence just fill her, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray, amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Well, God bless you. Well, listen, we've got about another minute, and the show's going to be over. But um, if you'll send in your information, uh, affiliate to like the email, like your phone numbers or whatever, and then we'll once we can get on a, a media stream, we will contact you. Where it only cost us maybe like ten cents a minute or something like that. Uh, we'll yeah, call we you on our time. Yeah, well, smart boy is free. I know. Okay. Uh, I cannot download so, Smart Boy because my computer has no space. It's a very basic netbook and it's spoiled. By the way, I can't. Uh, when people uh, when I talk to Skype, no one can hear me because my voice cannot be because my audio is spoiled. Okay. Well, listen. If you'll send your information, your phone number in the the uh, email, then we'll try to call you where it won't cost you. Okay? And uh, that way. We'll be cost you anything. Okay, thank you. Okay, send your email in. And those of you that want to contact us, email at prayerinternational at gmail.com, and we will be praying for the will of God to be done in your lives. And this is Prayer International Radio, and we are wrapping it up tonight. So we just thought it for We thank everybody for praying with us, and we will be back the same time, same station, same location tonight. You have a blessed night in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye-bye.